I'm going to talk today briefly about what a testimony is, and I'm not going to have time to get into like every aspect of it, but I'm just going to share kind of what's on my heart for today. <clears throat> what do you guys think of when you hear the word testimony or testify? An event that's happening that's based on truth. Mm -hmm. Anybody else testify? If somebody said you're going to have to testify, what kind of feelings did that conjure up? Yeah. Yeah, tell the truth. And, and when you're in front of a judge like that, um, sometimes it can feel like even if you're telling the truth, you feel like you're lying. Have <laughs> you guys ever felt that way? Where you're, it's just so much pressure that you know it's the truth, but somehow you feel like- You're getting more trouble for justice. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it could be, it could feel kind of scary. I think, I, for me at least, I've been called to testify. I didn't actually have to go through with it, but I really didn't want to. And, it was a long time ago and it was not a fun thing <laughs> but the word testimony can also that's kind of a word that people use in church sometimes testimony or testify um and so i want to kind of change the feelings around it maybe today because testimony meaning like with the law is a statement or declaration of a witness under oath or affirmation, usually in court. Or another um, definition of it is evidence in support of a fact or statement, or an open declaration or profession as of faith. And I really like that, that this is from the dictionary, but how it says evidence in support of a fact or statement. So a testimony when it comes to like our walk with God, is the story of how God has worked in our life. It's the evidence in support of a fact of what God has done. It could be a story of how you came to know God, or it could be a story of um, the many ways that God has worked in your life since you've started your journey with God. I have lots of stories or testimonies of how God was with me and protecting me even before I even know, knew who God was. And maybe you have stories like that too. Those are testimonies. Um, we have stories of God walking with us in good times and hard times. Your stories and your testimonies are powerful. They're powerful examples of how God has been at work in your life. Testimonies. And our stories are meant to encourage us. So when we're feeling maybe discouraged or down, if we can think about something like God has moved in this way, and I know God has moved in that way, it encourages us to keep going. It, it encourages us to move forward when we feel maybe frozen or stuck. And not only does it encourage us, but it encourages the people we share them with. And that's a really important part of our testimony. Um, they can encourage and strengthen the people that you share them with. And it can encourage and strengthen people on their faith journeys. And they're not going to be in the same place you are. And they 
obviously haven't experienced probably the same thing you've experienced, but you sharing your story is powerful. It's powerful. Um, it's not a shameful thing to share what God has brought you through, even if it's something that has been brought on yourself. Um, in our darkest days, and I can share the testimony of this, in your darkest days, God will shine the brightest. And sometimes we have to look to where God is shining, but somehow, sometimes God shines the brightest by remembering the things that God has done. And there's no shame in that. And there's no shame in sharing the places you've been um, and the places God has brought you out of. In Romans 8, 28, it says, we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. And for those who are called according to his purpose. And then down in 831, it says, what shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? God is for you. I, every single person I can share with complete, just honest truth that God is for you. God created you and God is for you. And we have to deal with some hard things sometimes. We have to deal with crap. We have to walk through the mud. But I want you to remember that as you're walking through that mud, that God is for you. And the Bible's full of stories and full of testimonies. In Psalms, there's whole books that's just remembering what God has brought his people through. Remembering that God was with them when they were you know, up against enemies that they couldn't conquer. Remembering that God was with them when they came to a sea and that there was somebody going to kill them from behind and God parted the sea and God's love endures forever. Remembering that. And our testimony is a powerful way to remember that God's love endures forever. Um, and sometimes the stories in the Bible encourage us of what to do. And sometimes uh, they show us what not to do, right? Sometimes those testimonies, I've got lots of testimonies that I share when the time is right of things not to do because I didn't do it right. <laughs> but God was faithful even then. And God is faithful even in your life when you didn't do what, you know, what you probably should have done. Um, it shows the faithfulness of God. So all over the Bible, there's story after story after story of the faithfulness of God. And all over Skagit Valley in the world today, there's story after story after story of God's faithfulness in the people who are here, just like the stories in the Bible. And those are stories that are worth being told. In John chapter four, Jesus talks to a woman at the well. I don't want to get into the whole story, but I would encourage you, if you have a Bible, if you don't have a Bible, let us know and we'll give you one. But read John chapter four this week and um, spend some time in it. And I bet God will show up and show you something through it. I trust God for that. I'm not going to go into the long story, but a woman who was shunned by her people had an encounter with Jesus. And because of the encounter that that woman had with Jesus, she couldn't help but to share her experience or her testimony with the people who are in the town. Maybe the same people who had shunned her. And maybe the same people who had judged her for her life choices. She shared Jesus with them. She shared the testimony. And John 4, 28, this is the story after her encounter. 
says, then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? They came out of the town and made their way toward him. And I wonder, did they come out of the town because they believed what she said? Or did they come out of the town because they were curious? You know, sometimes you'll share with somebody or somebody will hear something and it just piques their curiosity just enough to go see, you know, just enough to even consider like maybe God is real. Maybe, maybe there's something to what this person is sharing. Um, and that's what happened to the people in the town. They came out of town and made their way towards Jesus. Verse 39 says, many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I did. That was her testimony. He told me everything I did. The things that she did, she wasn't proud of, but that was her testimony. And Jesus spoke into those places and took away the shame and just left the story to share of how good Jesus was because she was okay to share it. Um, so her testimony was, he told me everything I did in verse 40 in John chapter four says, so when the Samaritans came to him, who's Jesus, they urged him to stay with them and he stayed two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. I like to think maybe the curious ones, maybe the ones that wanted to know the tea. Have you guys ever heard that expression, spill the tea, kind of like gossip? Maybe the ones that wanted to know, like, what is this all about? They met Jesus and they became believers. And here's what they said to the woman, verse 42. They said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves and we know that this man really is the savior of the world. Do you see that? She shared her testimony and it drew people to Jesus because she shared what Jesus did in her own life. Those people started their journey with Jesus and get to experience testimonies of their own. It's just a connection. It's just, we can use our testimony to connect people with Jesus and their lives were transformed. I'm sure of it, but it started with that woman sharing. It started with her being being honest about her story. And that's what testimony is. Every single one of you guys has a story. You have a testimony. Whether you've been walking with Jesus your whole entire life from the day you were born, or you just heard of him yesterday. Maybe you don't even know what it's like to be in a full relationship with Jesus. You still have a testimony because God has never left you or forsaken you. And your story matters. And the story of what God has done for you matters. And it's important to share it, to strengthen yourself and to encourage and strengthen those around you and to share Jesus with people who might not yet know and believe in him. You know, people can argue with ideas and doctrines. You know, there's debates all the time of different religions and even people within the same religions. And um, people will argue all day long about religion and about what they think is true when it comes to God but you know what they can't argue with your story they can't argue that God brought you out of a place of darkness and brought you into the light and they can't argue that you were lost and you had an empty spot and now it's filled because of what God has done they can't argue that when 
something bad happens and maybe your previous self would have turned to maybe drugs or drinking and now you turn to God or you turn, turn to your brothers and sisters to get strength. They can't argue with that. That's not something that is, you know, debatable because that's your story and that's your truth and the truth of what God's doing in your life. So almost done. And then I'm going to ask Ivan and Kashmir to come up in just a second and share a testimony out of their life. We get to hear about different ways that God is working in them and through them and for them. And I'm really excited to hear. I think it'll be really encouraging. But um, here's some little points when you share your testimony, because I know it can feel kind of big, like what the heck, what am I supposed to share? What am I not supposed to share? And, um, one thing is to be authentic. Share your story in a way that's authentic and true to who you are. You don't have to sugarcoat or exaggerate your story. Just share it as it is. It's your story of what God has done, and there's no need to change it. You can focus on God when you share your testimony. While your testimony is about you and your story, it is ultimately about God's work in your life. Focus on how God has worked in your life and how he's brought you to where you are today. Keep it simple. We don't want to be overly complex or theological. All theological means is like using big, like inflated words to sound holy or important. We don't have to share like that. We can just be simple. And it's easier to understand if we're not having to... Um, you know, try to sound complex or, or super cool. <laughs> practice, practice sharing your testimony with others. This will help you feel more comfortable and confident when you share it with others. But that being said about practicing, I encourage you to listen to that little prompting inside of you to know when to share and what to share. Most of the time that prompting is God. I believe that God can speak to every person in here and you guys hear God, and you'll know when to share what story, because you have a lot of stories, and you'll know when the timing's right and when it's not quite right, and listen to that voice, and as you listen to it, you'll, you'll be, your testimony grows, and sometimes you miss the mark, and that's a testimony too, and that's okay, but um, listen to that prompting. That prompting's the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is God, and that's what leads us and guides us, and we can, we can hear God. Um, and the more you practice listening and following that prompt from God, the more comfortable you'll be knowing that it is God. Here's another thing. Know that your story is sacred. Your story is sacred. You don't have to share it lightly. If it's something that is hard and you're not ready to share it, that's okay. There's no guilt in that. There's no shame in that. Wait until you get to the place where you can share it without um, feeling like you've been exposed. So when you share your testimony, usually it doesn't feel like you've been exposed. It feels like you're thankful that God has brought you from that place to this place. But if you're still feeling exposed, talk to God about that and work through that because you don't have to expose yourself in order for God to work through you. Um, 
and you don't have to share it lightly. Yeah, and you also don't have to share it with people who would weaponize it against you. That's not something that God calls us to do. You know, we can protect our stories. And even though God's calling us to share them, you know, like the lady at the well that went and shared with her townspeople, um, she followed the prompting of God to do that. And she was able to do it without feeling exposed and the people didn't weaponize it against her. So you don't have to um, feel like bad if there's somebody that you think is gonna twist it on you. You don't have to feel bad about not sharing it. And also if your testimony includes other people, which it often does, right? Because we hear around other people, be careful to protect the privacy and identity of that person or those people, unless you have really clear permission to share it with whoever you're sharing it with. That's important. And um, that's a way to honor people and also honor your story because you're sharing your story. And if people are a part of that, that's okay, but you don't have to expose them because they might not be ready for that. Um, I printed off that list if anybody wants it and it's got the scriptures. It's got the scriptures on it too. It says read John chapter John 4 if you want to do that. Um, so that's what I just was on my heart about testimonies. I really want to hear more of your testimonies. I want to hear more of the goodness of God in your life. And even if you it deals with getting pulled out of the crap before the goodness of God is there, that's okay. Because I got pulled out of a lot of crap by God. And he set me on a lot of firm rocks that I climbed down from back into the crap sometimes. And he had to pull me up again. So... And there's no shame in that. God is good and God is for you. And your story is incredible, each and every one of you. Your story is powerful. And don't take that lightly. And God is at work in each one of your lives. And now I'd like to call up Ivan and Kashmira to share what God is doing in their life, for their lives. <clears throat> How can this be best? Do you want me to move this so you can There's a mic. Okay. Um, first of all, I just want to say I love that Lisa is doing this and is encouraging us to share our stories because I do feel like it's really powerful. It's being recorded. Yeah, just so you can smile. in the beginning of Joshua, Joshua 3 and 4, where the people of God have been wandering through the desert because of their disobedience for 40 years. And Moses has been the leader, and Moses has passed the leadership on to Joshua. So you're going to go into the promised land. And as Joshua is preparing to go into the promised land, God gives him instructions of how the people are going to pass over through the Jordan River, right? Jordan River, into the promised land. And he and they're the worshipers are to go first, but as the worshipers go, the leaders of each of the family tribes are to pick up a stone from the center of the river. Because I didn't say that clearly, but the worshipers are supposed to go first, and as they walk into the river, 
the river stops and stockpiles up quite a ways up river. And all of the people walk through on dry ground. And as all of the people are walking through on dry ground, the leaders of each of the family tribes pick up a stone and they walk across the river into the promised land and they're to put that stone in the promised land. And we call that, it's called a memorial stone. And essentially what God gives Joshua instruction for is he says that this is to be a memorial to remember what God has done for you. And I feel like the power of testimony and stories as we remember and we speak out loud places where God's faithfulness has been evident in our lives and places where God has reminded us of his love for us and of his presence in our lives and places where we are discouraged and we hear other people's stories of faithfulness. As we are a community and a family that has been knit together by the Holy Spirit, there's so much power in that. There's biblical precedent for it and there's power in experience. And so I just want to start with that as a like, yes, like as there's opportunity, bring your memorial stone, bring the thing that you can remember, God has saved me in this way. God is faithful in this way. God is reminding me of his love for me in this way. And as we do that with one another, it will bind us together as a family and it will bind our own faith up as well. So a long time ago in a land far, far away, <laughs> Ivan and Kashmira were living with some children in Bangkok, Thailand. For those of you who don't know, we did that for 15 years and then we came here. But um, about eight years ago, so this is a story about now, but I need to tell a little bit beforehand in order for the now to really make sense. Um, about eight years ago, we were living in a neighborhood um, surrounded by a lot of street involvement, a lot of prostitution and drug use or alcoholism. And um, life on the streets was part of our life. We were living in a home in the middle of the community, but we were leading a ministry that we were seeking to love God and love neighbor in that corner of the world that he brought us to. And during that time, there was ups and there was downs. At that point, I think we had four kids. We were getting ready to move into a new building that God was providing for us. We had a small team around us and we were very tired. And I do you want to show the part? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, I think a lot of the tired for at least me, um, on top of just having four small children, anybody here who's been a parent knows that that is its own thing anyways, um, without any of the situation stuff. That goes with it. But some of the tired was in that season, I felt a lot of responsibility to try to figure out where I thought God was trying to take us and to try real hard to do it so that good stuff would happen in the lives of neighbors and in our own lives. But um, but you guys know how it is when there's a lot of need around. It's really hard to know what to do and what not to do and where you end and other people begin. And it felt like our pace of life was just kind of out of control. Um, we didn't know how to slow down or, or whatnot. And, um, and so I was at this prayer meeting for folks with the group that we were part of. It's called YWAM. And uh, there were different places that you could pray for different things. And one of the places that you could sit was a room like this, like just go around and pray about different stuff in different corners of the room and spend time with God personally. And one of them was on pace of life. 
like how fast or how slow you feel like your life is going. And um, and I didn't really realize I needed to be there, but I went and I sat and I prayed and I felt like God just out of the blue said, Bible school for the nations. And I'm like, huh? Like that, the phrase just popped really strong in my head. And I hadn't really, I mean, with a phrase, with a name like that, that could be anything anywhere in the world. Like I was thinking, is this someplace in Africa, God? Like, I don't know. And so like a lot of us might do when we're praying and something weird happens, I think, well, I don't know what that means, God, let me ask Google. And so I Googled it and uh, and it turned out it was this YWAM thing. YWAM was the group we're part of. It was in a lot of places, but there was one uh, that I noticed was in Idaho. And um, and I also felt like God said at that same time, which Mary was talking about this thing in Joshua, I felt like he kind of maybe dropped the idea, Joshua 316. Which I'm like, well, maybe, maybe not. But I looked it up and it talks about how um, when the people that are carrying God's holy box, the Ark of the Covenant, um, when these priests, they step into the river, the river's going to stop a long ways up until everybody's across. And then it'll start flowing again. And um, and I got that thing about Bible school for the nations. And I looked up that verse because that phrase popped into my head. And a lot, I don't know about y'all, but Sometimes different scriptures pop into my head and I think, well, that's just nice. Sometimes scriptures pop into my head that don't even exist. Like I'll be praying and I'll get verses and chapters in the Bible that I think ideas of that don't even exist. Like it might be a chapter that's way beyond the end of the book. So it doesn't always mean it's God. But it, when something pops into my head, I'll look it up and see and kind of sift is that connect. And, um, and, uh, and the idea of having things stop for us to cross over into something new and then start again, that was really attractive because it was a transition season and I was tired. So long story short, we, um, making it more than that, but we wrote some different places where they run this school and there was one in Idaho near a river that was really welcoming to families. And about seven years ago, we went for four months away from Thailand to go just read through scripture as a part of a community from Genesis to Revelation. We'll get there. Yeah, um, we'll get there. And so it was a really good season as a family to go and just be away from the neighborhood that we were loving and be together as a family. I had a lot of questions about how to be a dad because I felt like I met Jesus really more personally later in life and I didn't have any idea how to, we had some real disagreements in our parenting styles. We still do. We okay. still do, but it was it was pretty strong at that point. And I felt like I need to learn from God how to be a dad because I got these kids and I don't want to be a bad dad. <laughs> so we went off and we hung out in this community reading scripture and it was really good. Like I felt like God really met us and gave us insight. And, um, not like we figured out how to be a good dad, but it just like he meets our cries and our, and our needs. And I felt like it was a real shift in our family as far as my engagement as a dad with the kids and turning attention less on the ministry and more on the family, all that. So that was that was how we got connected with this community. Um, and it was just fun to be in scripture. And then we went back to Thailand. And while we were back there, God did more really good things. I'm going to hand it back to you. Um, and so we were there. I'll hand it back in a minute. So, so we were there for seven more years. We had a few more kids. Um, COVID came. Uh, and Without going into too much, uh, a couple of years ago, we felt like God, somebody gave us a prophetic word out of the blue where they said, I feel like God's saying to you guys transition back to your home country sooner than you think and butterflies. And we weren't really looking for that. We were really settled on the corner and God was doing stuff around us. And um, 
but and so it didn't really go in. I don't know if anybody ever comes up and pays for you and you feel like, no, I don't think so. Or sometimes they get something that's like, oh yeah, that's totally it. It didn't do either of those. It just kind of hung. And um, and then a couple of weeks later, things started getting our attention outside of that prayer time, where we started to ask Jesus, "Are you saying that? Like, are you inviting us to come back to America?" And it felt like He said, "Yeah, I want you to come be my good friends in America, up and down the West Coast, and I'm preparing a place for you, and I'll provide for you, and uh, and so that's be a family in ministry, and there we are." But um, I'm going to hand it back to Fishner in terms of as we're telling the story. Okay, so we left Thailand a year and a half ago next week, and um, we've been here in this Gaggy Valley for almost a year, and so a few months ago, I was doing homeschool with my kids and getting ready to read a chapter of scripture together with them. And I was starting to feel, I was feeling kind of heavy about, as I often do, about like, I want to teach my kids to love scripture. Like I have been taught by God to love scripture. And just feeling like, we don't do a great job of that. Like some of my little sometimes are like, what story is that? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't even told you this terrible, ugh, right? Um, but that was something that was just kind of heavy on my heart. And I was sitting at my homeschool table and just thinking, Hey God, it'd be really awesome if we could be a part of a Bible school for the nations again. Like that was a really neat season in our family, and God spoke to us a lot, especially to Ivan as he was a student during that time. I wasn't a student because somebody needed to take care of the kids, but um, still us being in that community and with those with the group reading scripture together was really powerful. And I just had this desire drop in my heart. I just paid attention to it, noticed it. It wasn't something I'd ever thought before, but it just dropped in my heart. And I said, God, I would really love that. It would be really neat. I wonder if there is, I wonder, God, would it be possible for our friend Leslie, who was Ivan's school leader when he did the BSN in Idaho, I wonder if it'd be possible for her to invite Ivan to staff a school. And then I wonder if my kids and I could participate in that. I would like that. That's kind of presumptuous, but I'm still going to pray it because nobody's here in need of Jesus. So I'm just going to pray it and we'll just see what happens. So I had that thought, had that prayer, went on with my day, didn't think again about it, figured maybe in a few years, possibly. Meanwhile, Ivan was out on a walk and he checked his email. And about an hour and a half after I prayed this prayer, there was an email from our friend Leslie inviting Ivan to come and staff and our family to come and participate in a new Bible school for the nation's community that was starting in Baja, California, Mexico, that's specifically for families. So usually these schools are for like individuals or if people come as families, it'll just be one person that is a student and everybody else will like be cared for by the other parent, like whatever the other kids are. And this is a new special thing that hasn't been done before where the husband and wife are able to study together and the kids are in their own classroom, essentially doing similar studies from scripture, but at their own developmental level. Um, and so he came home and he, you know, I even got this email and he said, oh, wow, uh, this is a big invitation. That's totally not what we're expecting to do with our fall, but I don't know. I don't think my wife's really going to be up for this because she really likes doing the structured planned thing. 
And Ivan's much more like, let's go, try something new. And I'm like, no, we're fine, we'll just stay here. So he comes home and surprise, he's like, hey, here's this email. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I was just talking to Jesus about this an hour and a half ago. We have to go. So all that to say, we are leaving soon as a family for four months. We are totally intending to return here, but we're going to be leaving in about a week um, to go to Mexico for four months to participate. I'm going to be staffing. I'm getting the student and our kids are going to be students in the state. So all of that to say, we wanted to share this opportunity with you guys and also just as a point of like this is something that's happening in our real life now and I yeah I just want to bring that as an encouragement that God hears the things that we pray even when it feels presumptuous and even when it feels like uh I don't know if I'm really allowed to pray this but I'm going to just talk with you about about it it happens sometimes he just loves to show up in that moment and he's like yeah when you whispered that to me and nobody heard it but me it was really mysterious really and yeah, so I wanted to share that. Just thinking about what Lisa said about testimonies. I was sitting there remembering a time that I got invited to be on the witness stand on behalf of a neighbor in Bangkok who had been accused of some financial misdealings and before she would start to walk with Jesus and all the evidence is against her. And you go up and you kind of have to swear on a Bible or a Buddhist scripture or Quran thing. And each of the three different religions that basically you call down a curse on yourself if you tell a lie. Um, and feeling that pressure that Lisa was talking about in terms of like, oh, uh, maybe if I say the right words, then it'll help our friend not go to jail right now. And if I don't say the right words, then maybe she will go to jail right now. And we can sometimes feel a lot of pressure when we have opportunities to share about the things that we have seen and heard God do. And um, and she went to jail for a while, um, regardless of the testimony. Um, maybe a little bit less, I don't know exactly. But um, when she got out of jail, she was transformed. Somehow or another, God really meant in that season in, in, in incarceration. Um, and then she came out, she, like, it was just really neat to watch her heart for her kids and her grandkids that she was taking care of. Um, I just, I share that out of, we can feel like when we have a chance to share, there can be pressure to like, there's there's a lot weighing on this. Maybe this is the only person that gets to talk about Jesus with his family member right now or whoever. And, um, and, and instead, when we just share our story to know and be known, um, God can take it and sees, and he's the one who brings life. And it doesn't have to be super spectacular to be something that brings encouragement. Um, so, so that's a little bit of the current story. I will, um, yeah, so we get to go away in about a week and we'll be gone until the end of December. We'll be back in early January. And we will miss you and keep you in our minds and our prayers as we come. Thanks for watching us. So we want to pray for these guys and their kids. Can yeah. the kids come up? Kids, I know you're tired. We just got in from camping. Yeah.
we went to the yeah, soccer field for a kid and then we're and and so this is the last time we're going to be at church because there's another soccer game next week but we hope to come to the barbecue afterwards so you get to pray for us this morning. Um, and there's going to be a barbecue next week. <laughs> <laughs> no, not sending us just, off. Just a barbecue. But, yeah. yeah. This is the sending them off. Yeah. This is the yeah. sending off. Yeah. The other kids are on the Don't come. You're, I bet you're really tired. Well, why don't we extend a hand towards these guys and uh, we'll include the other kids when they come in. So, Jesus, we thank you for this family, for Ivan and Kashmir and each of their children. We, we just Thank you for the year that they've been here and for all that you are doing in their lives. Thank you for answering the, the cries of Kashmir's heart regarding her family, um, going to a Bible school so that they can all learn and benefit from going through, reading through the whole Bible. We just bless you guys um, with uh, health and strength and um, just our love. And we, we just ask, Lord, that you would uh, teach these, each of them, uh, personally, that they would experience you, Jesus, as being their personal teacher through the Holy Spirit. Each of these kids and Ivan and Kashmira would, you know, would really experience their hearts burning with the good news that they get from the Bible. And that you bless Ivan, give him uh, inspiration as he teaches shares what he learned through the school that he went through and all the, just the school of life that he's been through. Bless these guys and protect them on their whole journey, each of them, deliver them from any harm and, and health issues too. In Jesus' name, amen.